Hey everybody, this is Harriet Kamak, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you about come unto me, call unto me. The scripture says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33, the Bible encourages us as the Lord spoke through, as God spoke through the prophet Jeremiah, that whatever your issues are, come unto me, call me, call on me and let me show you great and mighty things. But before I get into the word and expound on that, I wanted to share with you a little bit about what we do here at Harry Kamek Ministries. The nonprofit arm of our ministry is the Exodus Foundation. We started the Exodus Foundation in order to meet the needs of the women of the community. So wherever women are in our community, wherever state they come from, here at the Exodus Foundation, we provide them with shelter and therapy services. I wish you could see it. Someday I probably will share a video of what it looks like inside. I set it up like a home. I didn't want it to be institutionalized. I want when women come in, despite the circumstances that they might be coming from, that they will feel welcome and they will feel that this is a safe space for them to rebuild their lives and to re-image themselves. You know, the Bible says that we are made in the image of God. And so often that image of self, that image of God becomes distorted by life circumstances. So why don't you reach out to me? I need your help reach out to me. You can find it. My information is running across the screen at harrietkamek.com or you can find me anywhere on the web through any social media platform. You can always send us a letter or you can call me at 800-999-1002 and I will speak to you and share with you my vision and how we got to this point. But I need your help in the meantime. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask, and can do unto the power that worketh in us. I need you to help me be that power that works through us to help us meet the needs of women of our community. So why don't you help me? But today I want to share with you, I want to talk with you a little bit today about call on me. The scripture says in the book of Jeremiah, as you know, Jeremiah was a prophet in the Bible. There is Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, and it just went into some of whom we even refer to as the lesser prophets because there are less writings about them. It doesn't negate or mitigate or minimize their contributions as prophets. They were prophets whom God spoke through. In those days, this is prior to Jesus and the advent of Jesus. Jesus had not come yet. In those days, the people listened to the word of God by way of the prophet. So the prophet was a recognized individual in the community. Sometimes he was a recognized individual for a whole region. So people knew who he was. And whatever the prophet said, that's what the people did. So if the prophet said, thus saith the Lord, then that's what the people did. The prophet lived a very conspicuous life. He didn't engage in the regular activities of the people. It tells us a lot today about how we should consider and how we should conduct ourselves we probably should more or ever uh, conduct ourselves in a manner and in a way that people can look at us and say that person walks with God or that person is auspicious. There's something about that person that sets them apart. In this story, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, the prophet is speaking and God is speaking through the prophet. And here's what the Lord spoke to. So before I go any further, I just ask the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Jesus' mighty name, let this word be a blessing 
to those who hear and may they act on it. May they be empowered by it. May they innovate on it. May they create something out of it and re-image the mind in Jesus name. Amen. And so in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33, verse three, it says very clearly, and I'm going to read to you what it says. It says, call to me, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I just want to thank the Lord for his word on today that is going to bless someone. I want you to hear that great and mighty things that you do not know. Great and mighty things about the Lord. Just recently, I'm sitting in a place right now in our studio in Detroit, Michigan. Just over the weekend, there was a lot of flooding on the freeways. People abandoned their cars. Their cars were stranded. People's basements and homes were impacted by flood waters. Despite the warnings of the meteorologists and the television newscasters who continued to tell us and warn us that this was happening, the authorities did nothing about it. They didn't mitigate it by opening the ducts and the pumps on the freeways. I learned that there are over 160 pumps in the state of Michigan. 140 are in the Detroit area because Detroit is the largest city in Michigan. How is it that that warning just passed over the authorities and the people were left at the benefit and at the hand of nature? We're living in real times today where we are seeing change in our environment. We refer to it as climate change. Nothing is normal. It's June. Why do we have floods in June? In Michigan, we're supposed to be enjoying beautiful, glorious summer weather. Instead, it flooded and over a thousand cars were stranded on the freeway. The Bible says right here, the prophet said that we should do what? He instructs us very clearly. Call on the Lord so he can show us great and mighty things. Why? Because we need to know, is this climate change? How impactful is this going to be? Just a few days ago, I was reading where farmers in northern Michigan were praying for rain. They sure got their prayers answered. I kept seeing that over the weekend that somebody prayed for rain and it rained. <laughs> Just think about that. Maybe our friends out on the western part of the country, they need the rain. I kept saying that, Lord, turn it around. Send it out to California. Send the rain to Arizona. Send the rain to Nevada. Send the rain to Washington and Oregon. Jesus, be a fence around the people in the western part of the country. Send the rain, Lord. Just don't send it to Michigan. We've had enough for right now. But the Bible says very clearly, I know you're laughing about this because you're thinking someone prayed for rain. So I want to ask you, when you call upon the name of the Lord, what do you pray for? The Bible says in Psalm 121, it says, what does it say? It says, look upon to the hills from whence cometh our help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. It is encouraging us. The Bible is imploring us to do what? To call upon him and he will show us great and mighty things. I am Harriet Kemmerich. I sit here today because I called on the name of the Lord. The Bible says that he who calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I called upon the name of the Lord in my hour of need, in my quiet time, in the time when I needed God. And God showed me great and mighty deliverance effectively from abuse. 
I have not been abused since. I have not been violated since. Because when I called on God, he answered. I am a living witness to tell you right now, in the name of Jesus, that if you call upon the name of the Lord, he will save and he will show you great and mighty things. The great and mighty things God showed me was how I could live a life free of abuse, free of violence, free of all that stuff that demented stuff that broke me down and tore me down. Listen to me, friends. You must learn how to call upon the name of God. The Bible is very clear here where the prophet spoke. And the prophet said, Come unto me, call unto me. Show me great and mighty things which you do not know. The things that we already know, we don't need God. Do we need a manifestation? Maybe. But we don't need a revelation because we already know those things. But the things that we do not know are the things that we need a revelation on. Show me great and mighty things. Call upon me. Listen to what the scripture says. I mean, just this past week in my study time, I pray every week before I come to you and ask God to reveal to me his heart for the people. And I tell you, when the scripture dropped into me, I I could not, I could not, I was like, I know that scripture. Uh, uh, that's exactly how I reacted. Like, oh my goodness. I had no idea on Wednesday that when I heard that scripture that says, call upon me, I will show you great and mighty things, things you do not know that I would need that word for the weekend. By Friday night, I was up until 4.30 and checking my basement to make sure that it wasn't flooding. Are you hearing me? I called on the name of the Lord when I picked up my phone and saw notifications of other people posting about how their basements were flooded, how they've lost everything. They had to drive through water to get home. Rising floodwaters and people were discharged and displaced from their homes. In one story, the water came through the floodwaters, went through somebody's basement window and tore it open, destroyed all their equipment that they had in there, all their investment. And I remembered sitting there quiet in the middle of the storm, just going up and down the stairs, just checking my basement to make sure the water wasn't coming up. A little water came in through the foundation, but that's just a little leak that can be repaired. Are you hearing me? Call upon the Lord. On Wednesday when I got this word, I had no idea that come Friday night, I would be living this word out. It's a good thing I knew how to call upon the name of the Lord. Am I saying God saved me? You bet I am. Because Friday evening, there was such a burden on me Friday evening. Now, you know, money is money. Yeah, we all need money. And, you know, I didn't really want to, but I had to call someone to come. I felt this urgency to have them come and check my gutters, to clear the gutters out, to make sure there was no impediment that would cause the water to flood into my basement. I kid you not. I called upon someone, made them come. They cleared the basement. They looked at all the areas around the house to make sure there was nothing that would block the flow of water. Are you hearing me? What was the scripture that I got on Wednesday? Call upon the name of the Lord. It said, call on me so I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So even though I wasn't feeling compelled, no doubt about it, come Friday evening, I found myself in a place where I called upon someone to come and check my gutters. Sure enough, everybody had flooded out. It was remarkable. You know what? Every time I saw a notification of someone posting about their basement being flooded, their driveways being flooded, the water coming up to their front door, all I could say, I'm praying for all of us because I know that God answers prayers. 
And I remember coming down the stairs at about 3.30 in the morning. And I said, Lord, it, by this time, it had been raining steadily since Thursday night. Are you hearing me? So by Friday night, it was unnatural that it would flood. And I remember at 3.30 early in the morning on Saturday, Friday night, I came down the stairs and I said, Lord, I need you to do me a favor. I am begging you to stop this rain. I am begging you to bring relief to the people. I am begging you, Lord, we can't take any more rain because the soil is porous and the water is literally just pouring through the soil. Through the soil. One of the things that we have to do as, regular, as homeowners is to make sure that the drains around your house, the flood drains, right? The drains that capture water if you live in a city, right, and you're administered by the city, then you have to clear those out. You know what I did Friday evening? I asked the guy, who my, my handyman, make sure that you clear those out and clear the neighbor across the street in front of me. Maybe they weren't aware, but just like I wouldn't want my basement flooded, I wouldn't want their basement flooded. Are you hearing me? Sure enough, that paid off because having listened to the word of God from Wednesday, great and mighty things which you do not know, I could never have imagined that according to one of the experts, they say this is a twice in a lifetime, thousand year flood event. That this has happened twice in 10 years, that in a thousand years, it doesn't flood like this. You should have seen Metro Detroit and seen Detroit freeways. Go look it up. Flooded with a thousand cars of people stranded on the freeways. My friends, we need God more than ever. The climate is in an uproar. Everything has changed. Have you been listening to the stuff going on around the world? where it's hotter in some regions of the world, right here in our own country. It's hotter in Nevada and in New Mexico, in Arizona, in California, in Oregon and Washington. They're anticipating a very active dry season and fire season. It's hotter here than what is it like in other parts of the world that are closer to the equator, where it's hotter. How will people survive if there's too much sun, too much drought, no rainfall? It means no plants will grow, which does what? Exacerbates hunger. It exacerbates the food supply. We're emerging from a pandemic. Our supply chains have been disrupted. I'm just talking to you real today, right? Our supply chains have been disrupted. Coupled with that is climate change. How do you think that it will be for other countries as much as it is for here? We here in America have sustenance. We have the ability to feed ourselves. We can't do anything much about the climate, can we? Yes, we can. Policy and public policy can address that. Putting infrastructure in can change that. If we can get everybody to agree. Why can't we get everyone to agree so we can change the way that it is going for all the people? This is why when you find yourself at the bereft and bereft of everything that public policy could do, it's time to call upon the name of the Lord. It's time for us to move into a phase of life and recognize that public policy is not going to help us. Like I said, I was up until 4.30 a.m. early Saturday morning. The people who ordain and control public policy were asleep in their warm, comfy beds. Their basements were not flooding but their constituents' basements were flooding. Somebody needed to call upon the name of the Lord so that the people can be saved. This is why we need the Word of God. This is why we need an exposition <clears throat> Excuse me, on the Word of God. This is why this has to happen. You need an intercessor. 
Jesus came to be our intercessor. What are we missing? Jesus says, call upon me. Jesus says, come on to me. If you are heavy laden and I will give you rest. The people need rest from the strivings of what public policy has done. The people need rest from the frustrations of living through a pandemic, the loss, the alienation. They're watching so many people die helplessly and it was not a war zone. Even if it were, there are people who have survived war zones. It's just as traumatizing as it was going through the pandemic. We need to call upon the name of the Lord. I know it's not, it, it's not efficient today. It's not even politically correct. Nobody wants to say the name of Jesus. We have made Jesus and made God such a polarizing figure that even our Muslim brothers and sisters can't even say Allah. That's the name of God that they use. What is wrong with us? <clears throat> the Jews say Yahweh. Huh? They say Elohim. They say El Shaddai. They say Jehovah, Jehovah, Raphael. Come on, they say Jehovah Rapha. We have become so polarized, we can't even say the name of God. And the people are in desperate need for God, the creator, to come and answer our problems. We're at the heft and at the, we, we, we're at the mercy of public policy. There's no one to help the people. But here comes the word of God. That encourages us and reminds us to do what? To simply call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord. But before we stand still, we have to do what first? Call upon him. We have to call on his name. Call on me. Now, I'm going to tell you, you could call me 1-800-999-1002. But if you're calling me, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to go to the great intercessor to pray for you but I can't do the miracles I can't do the effective deliverance but God can this is why our hearts have to be knitted together in love one to another it doesn't matter where you come from I don't care if you wear a turban <clears throat> I don't care if you speak Spanish hello hola como estas I don't care if you speak French German Dutch I don't care if you speak a hundred different dialects of the English language, of the French language, of Portuguese, of Chinese. I don't care what you look like. You're my family because you're the family of humanity. And because the love of God has been placed on my heart, I love you anyhow. It doesn't matter that you didn't show up in my notifications on Friday night that I wouldn't pray for you. The fact of the matter is when I go to pray before my God in the name of Jesus, I ask the Lord to hear the prayers of the people and lift them up before God. I said, Father, there's somebody who needs you right now. Please answer that prayer. There's somebody who needs deliverance right now. Please answer that prayer. There's somebody right now for whom they need money. They need a job. They need deliverance from something going on. Jesus, that's my prayer. That's what I do. But we have to know how to call on God so he can show you great and mighty things. I am sitting here today to be able to say this to you because in my moment of need, nothing helped. When I was going through extreme displacement and violence and I didn't know the outcome, well, how it was going to be, I had a book called the Bible. I read it. 
I used to walk around and put the Bible on my head and tell myself I'm going to transpose it so I believe that I would be delivered from abuse. One Sunday morning, I'm recording this on a Sunday. One Sunday morning, I wanted to go to church. True story. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted me and my daughter, who's on the other side of this camera, to go to church. Pray for us. Amen. And pray for my little one, Anna. She's not really little. She's 19. She's a teenager in college. You know how that is, right? <clears throat> and she wasn't even born yet. All I wanted to do was to go to church this Sunday morning. We lived in Deltona, Florida, I-95 North, right off one of the angles of I-95, one of the little antlers of I-95, in a town called Deltona, Florida. You have to look at the map to find that, because if you saw that, you saw how isolated I was. I was cut off even from Orlando. Orlando was the nearest big city. Actually, we were closer to Daytona Beach. I didn't know anybody in Daytona Beach. Daytona Beach is renowned for racing, car racing. But the people whom I knew were in Orlando. My ex-husband chose this town because it was isolated and cut off from everybody. So this Sunday morning, all I wanted to do was to go to church. And he said no. He locked the garage doors. Did you know you could do that? Yeah, inside your garage door, there's that little thing on the inside. He turned off the power. Yes, he did. Turned off the power. And locked the garage door so that I could not drive out. He confiscated my car keys. Car keys that were in my name. Confiscated my car keys so I couldn't drive out. And took my Bible and ripped out the pages off the Psalms and dumped it in the garbage and said, he's my God. I promised myself that Sunday morning. The Bible says very clearly that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I said, Lord God, I will call upon you. And if you deliver me, I will serve you all the days of my life. I was answering the call of Jeremiah 33. And verse 3 that says, call on me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. At that time, I did not know that I could be delivered from abuse. This is the man I was married to. I was an undocumented immigrant. I had no money. He confiscated all the money in the bank accounts. How was I going to walk out of there with a child in town? But I called upon the name of the Lord. And he effected a supernatural, miraculous, expeditious, overnight, 24-hour deliverance. It was a miracle that got us out of that. I pray for you today that you too will experience that 24-hour supernatural, overnight, expeditious deliverance from everything that assails you. Can I just pray with you? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my sister, my brother, for this one watching. In the name of Jesus, that you meet the need that they have. Whatever the need is, Jesus, I set my faith in agreement that you will deliver, you will unction, you will answer every prayer. I believe you with all my heart. I do for them what you have done for me. The Bible says you are no respecter of persons, my father. 
And I ask you right now, Jesus, to be the effective deliverance by the blood of Jesus. Deliver my brother. Deliver my sister. Deliver that one from the crack pipe. Let them put that crack pipe down. I just saw that right now in the name of Jesus. It's called a blunt. In the name of Jesus, put it down forever. It has destroyed you. The chemicals in your body have destroyed you and your family and the relationships with your family. Father God, I call on every chemical imbalance in our bodies right now in the name of Jesus. I command that you be delivered from alcoholism and drugs and dependencies on opioids and other drugs in Jesus' mighty name. Deliver us right now, Father God. You will never need to go to another club. You will never need to pick up another drink. You will not need to drink at night. Men, hear me. You, Father, that's you. You right there. You are the Father. You're the Father of your family. Put that liquor down. You will not need it again. In Jesus' name, look at me. You will not need it again. And Father, I thank you right now for this effective, supernatural, overnight deliverance. Your word tells me that in the name of Jesus, somebody is being delivered from cancer right now. In the name of Jesus, I stretch my hand out. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody is being delivered from cancer in the throat. In Jesus' mighty name, I command it to dry up. Right now in Jesus name. Somebody has a brain tumor. I command it right now to dry up in Jesus name. Somebody has cancer in an unusual place in the nose. In Jesus name. Somebody has a heart attack. A heart condition. In Jesus mighty name you are healed and delivered. Somebody has a limb that they told you they'd have to cut your leg off. In the name of Jesus. I command it to dry up right now. In Jesus mighty name. I thank you right now, Father. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 33 and 3, call upon the name of the Lord and he will show us great and mighty things in Jesus' mighty name. Go to my website, harrykamek.com. And thank you so much for being a viewer of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about these are the issues of our time. These are the issues that matter. Thank you so much, everybody. Be blessed.